Welcome to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it. Call now, 994-1017. That's 994-1017 to get into all the action. Now, here's your host, David Swope. Good morning. It's Saturday morning. That means it's time for the New Mexico Motorsports Report. I'm your host, David Swope, and we'll be talking about automotive and related motorsports activities around the state and on the national scene. Whether it has two wheels or four, asphalt or dirt track racing, off-road or park in China, we'll be talking about it. It's New Mexico's only show devoted to motorsports-related activities with a full hour here on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. And uh, i got to thank you guys for coming in this morning. Uh, in the house is uh, uh, Spencer Hill and uh, Dan Watkins. Uh, Dan, uh, wedding going on this weekend. I, I'm actually surprised you're uh, standing up. H- how are you doing this morning, man? Well, yeah, you know, congratulations to Amy and John. I'm uh, just the gopher for the wedding, doing whatever <laughs> they need. Uh, yeah, it's been a fun time already, and uh, it's going to be even more fun tonight. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you for uh, making it out this morning, and... Uh, uh, Spencer, you almost don't know what to do with yourself. Um, I'm surprised, and of course, uh, we can blame Stevie Cruz for uh, keeping you out too late last night, but uh, thank you for coming in. I mean, is it shocking to not have anything to do uh, on Memorial Day weekend? Yeah, I feel like Ricky Bobby right now. I don't know what to do with my hands. I, this is <laughs> the, literally the first weekend since I was eight years old, that's when I started racing, that I don't have anything to strap into this weekend. Not even a goat cart. I, I, nothing. I don't know wow. what I'm going to do with myself. I'm, I usually I'm, I'm stuck to watching the Indianapolis 500 in a hotel room or a, a bar while we get lunch before a race. But I, I don't know. I might have to go down to Unser. I, I was going to say this is a perfect time to actually go watch the Indy 500 um, at the Unser Racing Museum. I mean, it's it it's free uh, tomorrow, and you can't beat free, especially on your budget. Um, and uh, I thought that was uh, great. You had Bob in last week. Um, he is just a wealth of Wasn't knowledge. that a great show? And he's going to be down there, so you could uh, go face-to-face and get those stories. Yeah, just like he said on the radio last week, in case you missed it, Bob Brown, uh, great, great guy down there at the Unser Racing Museum. They have a big event coming on this Sunday. It's actually Al Sr.'s birthday. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to do a celebration of life as well as a birthday celebration for him. And it's going to be an Indianapolis 500 watch party. They're going to have birthday cake, a lot of cool events. And guess what? 100% free to the public. Can't beat that. You can't beat that. Hey, I just want to start uh, out the show by uh, giving a um, you know a shout-out to Uvalde um, and uh, the tragedy that happened there um, this week. Uh, it, it's, I mean, we're going to learn a lot more. And I don't care what side you are on the gun battle. Um, we just need to do something. I mean, I, I can't believe the difference between when I went to school and when you guys went to school um, is completely different um, in that way. And and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun in this show, but you know, want to you know, our, our hearts are a little heavy uh, this uh, this week, and um, until we get you know, try and get some sort of resolution with this. Also, um, I mean, all the fallen veterans, heroes out there um, that make it so that we can come on on a Saturday morning. And talk about, you know, racing, of all things that are uh, less important. But uh, uh, take a moment uh, over this weekend and just think about uh, those that have made the ultimate sacrifice so that we could uh, 
uh, we could live in a free country, uh, especially with you know another war going on when somebody's trying to uh, fight for their freedom. So uh, that was my uh, political moment, uh, sponsored by uh, what's uh, like Torco Racing Fuel. We're gonna we're gonna sponsor get a sponsor. Gotta get down to Yearwood, man. Gotta <laughs> yeah. get down to Yearwood performance, dude. What was the deal with that? I mean, that one fourteen red that they've got down there. I know. Uh, Jim just texted me yesterday. They have Ignite Racing Red One Fourteen Racing Fuel. Uh, really cool stuff there. So just adding even more racing fuel. Literally, it, I'm pretty sure he has fuel for RC cars if you need it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. It just just head on down there. They got a lot of great stuff coming in. New stuff, I mean, every day. Uh, speaking of which, let's just jump into the Unser Racing Museum event calendar uh, and talk about Albuquerque Dragway. Absolutely. Uh, last night, of course, was the opening round of the Memorial Day Mayhem uh, featuring the rods and the... Uh, uh, combo race, but uh, what's the plans for today? Well, the plans are hoping and praying that the winds stay down That's and uh, no weather goes on over there. Of course, high, high winds, battling the track surface all night last night, uh, but we're very hopeful to get that rods race in and, of course, full bracket race going on. Gates open at noon over there and uh, show cars at 4, 6, 8, and 10 p.m. So, Get down there, Memorial Day Mayhem at Albuquerque Dragway. Going to be a good show. Of course, the real outlaw door slammers. Got to love it. They're fast, fast cars, best of the best. And we have some good cars going out there this weekend. Hopefully the wind stays down, like I said. Hopefully the track surface uh, cooperates with us. I know that Gene was keeping us updated on Facebook. And uh, I saw a couple passes last night. Unfortunately, I saw Lawrence Senna in the Death Angel losing a motor last night. So, uh that hurts definitely on the Friday night of competition, but uh, hopefully he gets that thing turned back around and we see him back on the track soon. But, yeah, real outlaw door slammers. Got to go check it out. Memorial Day Mayhem tonight. Absolutely, which frees your Sunday open. Uh, Sandia Speedway, which you know, what, do you want to talk a little bit about last weekend uh, but before we move on? But they're, they're closed this weekend, so they'll, they'll go racing uh, next week. But it d- does look like um, they got the Super Lap Challenge is going to be going on. Um, and a drift event. But uh, last weekend, man, congratulations uh, coming away with the victory uh, in the uh, micro. Now, the funny story on that is uh, when when you left here, that's when you went and started looking at the car. It, you put it in the trailer since um, since the uh, the shootout, the Tulsa shootout. Uh, looked like you didn't miss a beat, dude. Yeah, not that I, I'm the most proud of really not touching that car since the Tulsa shootout because it deserves a lot better than that. But, man... As you know, I've been so busy between everything going on with SEH Motorsports and the sprint car side of things and what we've been doing with the Couch Potato Car Show, with this show, uh, and, of course, our media company that we have. It, it It's just been super busy for me, but you know me. I can't sit on the couch for very long. I see a race, and immediately, if I have anything lined up, I want to go race it, right? So last weekend, took the old 4S Express out and uh, with New Mexico Motorsports Report on the hood, was able to park it in Victory Lane, and like you said, it, it was a really fun weekend. Cold, chilly for us uh, for almost being in summertime, but uh, we braved all the weather. I'm glad that the fans stayed out there. And how about R.C. Combs getting it done oh. at his dad's mo- uh, memorial race there? That was so cool to see. Uh, of course, he was down there in Victory Lane with me, and very special moment. Yeah, there was a, a lot of love for uh, Randy Combs. I mean, what a, uh, a young man. I mean, the... Uh, it, an accident, you know, on a motorcycle uh, ended up taking him. And it was great to see the family. Of course, uh, uh, Josh Kane uh, getting it done, too. I mean, 
Uh, Rick Bolter uh, also won uh, in the uh, the uh, cruisers, and you know, I mean, of course, great uh, great turnout all the way around. And uh, was that Lasseter uh, came in with the the twenty two uh, three hundred five wing sprints? I mean, just ripped it up. Yeah, Lasseter looked really good last weekend. I know that. He hasn't been coming up for every event, but uh, he's trying to come up as much as he can. As we all know, diesel price is through the roof right now, mm-hmm. and, and it's not really in the media as much as I, I thought it would be. Uh, but a lot of teams, especially locally, are struggling a lot right now, Dave. Uh, I, I'm interested in doing some sort of story on that, too, because it's really affected the way that all of us mm-hmm. are, are doing things this year. Uh, we're not traveling to just any show we, we've had to really reduce our schedules by quite a bit. It, it's really surprising. Even the big teams d- down south and everything. So uh, it, it's it's hard right now for teams. So to see him come up uh, and do well at Sandia last week, and that was really cool. Well, and it didn't hurt that they had a purse enhancement. I mean, you got a nice little a little check, $555 um, at, at, as a part of that win. And, uh, I, you know, I mean, that the, the uh, points championship, uh, the points champion right now, uh, Lily Jensen uh, in that division. I mean, she's got that car mo- motoring. Yeah, she does. Uh, was able to pass me on a green white checkered in the heat race, and like you said, uh, good little payday too. Thank you to Devin Amos for uh, pitching in. I know he was a big part of that. Absolutely, and uh, of course you you see him uh, out on the uh, non wing sprints. Um, I, I I don't think he's racing this year. Is he? Uh, He's doing all his real estate right now? Yeah, he's focusing on real estate right now. I know that he's still got the bug, still wants to race, sure. but uh, that never leaves, right? I mean, even yeah. even you had to go buy a Miata just <laughs> <laughs> this year, so it, it never leaves your body. He still wants to race, just focusing on work life right now, real estate, and uh, he actually is now part owner of the Paletta Bar uh, oh, wow. downtown, so if you're ever downtown on Central there, check it out. That's pretty cool, and of course you had to bring up the Miata. Um, and it didn't go very well for me. Uh, rookie, rookie, rookie che- move. Where's that checklist, Dave? Yeah, rookie move. Exactly. Rookie move. Go into turn five, uh, and the steering wheel's in my hand. Passed two cars. You know, I had to start in the back, you know, because uh, qualifying didn't go very well. Uh, passed two cars, and then just watched them go right past me. Uh, well, I'm sitting there. Can't can't make a corner with a wheel not attached to the car. The good news is you still have a Miata. Oh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, most people, when they heard that story, they're like, well, how did you not wreck? Fortunately, I was in, still in a straight line. The wheels weren't turned. And when I got all over the calipers, you know, I just, I just slid off the track. So really lucky. You're, ab- you're absolutely right there. Uh, still brought it home, completed all the laps, uh, was happy with that. But uh, Is your uniform brown? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not going to say, but it is a two-piece. <laughs> uh, but anyway, all right, we've got some fun coming up on the other side. Uh, we've got an interview with Sean Jensen Jr., who is actually the cousin to Lily Jensen that I just mentioned. He's a nine-year-old quarter midget racer, and uh, it, it's neat to see uh, you know how that whole thing gets started. As a matter of fact, I'm going to ask you about your experience and how uh, how you probably felt kind of watching that interview, uh, remembering when this stuff all got started for you. Uh, but uh, you've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team. Hi, this is Al Unser, four-time winner of the Indy 500. You've been listening to David Slope of the New Mexico Motorsport Report on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. 
Hey Albuquerque, this is Joey Logano, driver of number 22 Shell Pennzoil Ford, and you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio Albuquerque 10117. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. And uh, caught up earlier this week with uh, Sean Jensen, Jr., uh, quarter midget racer here in town, and uh, I want to share that interview with you. I'm here with uh, Sean Jensen Jr. Um, with the uh, the Roadrunner region of the Quarter Midget um, Association. So, uh, tell me a little bit about how your season's going. It's going really good. I'm racing in tons of different places, learning new stuff, learning new setups. Excellent. How would you describe a quarter midget to somebody who's never seen one before? Um. Fast, <laughs> hard to race. How did you get started? Um, so my cousin Lily, um, she started racing, and my dad was helping him, and um, I always watched her races, so it got me really into racing. Excellent. Have you done any other form of, of competition before? Did you ever, you know, do any bicycle racing or anything like that? Yes, yeah. I raced motorcycles one year. Ah. I, t- I was a point champion in motorcycles. Excellent. So where where did you do that? Was that in Albuquerque as well? Yeah. Excellent. What kind of motorcycles did you have? Um, Speedway. I don't know. Oh, flat track motorcycles. Flat track. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't uh, didn't know that. So that was probably like a a fifty or an eighty cc class or something like that. Eighty cc class. Excellent. So, um, where do you want to go next? What do you want to do after quarter midgets? After quarter midgets, I want to try to race mini sprints. Mini sprints. Excellent. And your cousin, Lily, is currently um, racing, and she's the points leader, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Um, Does she ever let you get in the car, or do you get to hang out and work on it or anything? Kind of. Yeah? I scrape it. (laughs) Well, see, I, I grew up asphalt racing, so we didn't have to clean the car like that. So um, pretty significant. As a matter of fact, I got mud all over my truck last weekend. So um, I guess maybe I'm a dirt racer now. I know you are. <laughs> so, uh, so what's your favorite part about racing? Um, the competition. Do you, do, you like, do you like to go fast? Do you, yeah. Who, who's your biggest competition out there? Um, Drew Sherman. Drew Sherman. All right. Well, good luck um, racing Drew. Um, what, are, what are the different types of divisions? I heard you talking earlier about um, senior Honda and different stuff like that. How many um, How many different groups do you run in? I only race two right now. Two right now? Mm-hmm. Is, there, is there more that you want to race in, or do you have to have a different car for each one of those? Um, no. You have to be a certain age. A certain age? Okay. What, what, do you know the different age groups? I mean, what's your you're nine now, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like ten, do you get to go up to the next group, or do you um, do you know? So at nine, you can race flight one sixty in the two senior classes, and then I don't know what's higher than nine, ten. I don't know what's what class is ten is. I think it goes up to fifteen year old. 
Once yeah. you're 15 year old, you age out and you have to. Oh, okay. And Lily left at 12 and started racing. Okay. Excellent. So, do you ever want to go to the big cars? Do you ever want to go up to a, like a wing sprint car or anything like that? Yeah. Have you ever seen any of those races live? Um, actually, yeah. Yeah. Which one? When did you? What did you go see? Did you see the World Outlaws or? Um. Or was it here in town? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, at Sandia. Hmm. Okay, so they 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 run the three three hundred five and the three sixty, um, wings out there. Um, have you ever been to any of the other dirt tracks in New Mexico? Mm. I think he's taken it out of town. He just he started racing here in town, and that's pretty much it. Basically, this is his first year traveling anywhere. Oh. So his dad wanted him to get used to running with more cars. Absolutely. In different type drivers on different tracks, so that he can go out and be okay on any track. Yeah. Do you uh, do you have any racing heroes? Do you have anybody that you uh, you look to that you'd like to emulate them with their career or anything? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, who are some of your sponsors? Bobby Jackson. I got Bobby Jan- Jackson to sponsor me. Mm-hmm. And, and Bobby's Jackson. business is um, Accessories Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got. Um, Chuck Jackson for Jackson Equipment. Oh, yeah. Jackson Compaction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you uh, smash it, they'll trash it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and his dad and them have gotten a couple different sponsorships. We got um, uh, Jim Guthrie. Oh, yeah. Kirk Crafters. Kirk Crafters is, is sponsored him. And then he's got um, a couple different ones in Las Lunas. That oh. helped him out some neighborhood um, part stores and stuff. I'm sorry, I don't know the names of. Oh, yeah, don't. Dad I'm just my mom. <laughs> just, she's just the driver, so <laughs> it's uh, it's awesome to have um, somebody that can uh, get you around and, and help you with this stuff. So, have you ever been involved in any any accidents, any any big accidents or anything? Only one. Yeah. I I was starting fourth and I jumped second on the tire and I flipped. Ah. Was that scary? No, it was fun. No, oh, <laughs> it was so my first time flipping. Well, then if you get yourself into uh, micros and you you go to the Tulsa Shootout, you find all about flipping and stuff. I no watched it. <laughs> I watched. Gra- Grandma says yeah. no. <laughs> Grandma says no. Thank and you. And he just flipped over to his side. Mom and Grandma about crawling in the seat. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, um, I mean, you you know, racing. A lot of people are on social media and stuff like that. Um, do you do you have a, a Facebook page or an Instagram or anything yet? No. No. My mom and dad do. Ha, ha, I was just curious if, if people were wanting to uh, follow your career, where where they would be able to uh, follow you. Um, their mom and dad probably, but uh, <laughs> they. I don't know exactly what they have, but I think we should get him one. There you go. I'm going to say, if you're going to be a big-time racer, you got to have yourself a, um, you know, a, a profile on social media. Well, thank you so much for uh, answering some questions this morning. I invite you know people to go out and check out the uh, Run Runner Quarter Midgets. The easy way to do it is www.roadrunnerqma.com for schedules and stuff coming up. Uh, I invite you to go check that out. All right, so I hope you all enjoyed that as much as as I did because 
to me, that's a perfect example of of the passion and and getting uh, getting somebody young. I mean, you know, because when you look at it, um, and Grandma, of course, was helping a lot uh, with the interviews. Um, but just to kind of see the mindset of of where somebody is at nine, and to put that in perspective, just a little bit. I mean, the, the kid, some of the kids that were shot in Uvalde, um were the age of this kid. Yeah. I mean, and and you think about yeah. losing someone like the youngest person I ever interviewed was eight year old C.J. Wilson, and and so it <laughs> was not too much similar, except uh, I, you could definitely tell that C.J. had grown up a more of a racing around a racing family mm-hmm. and really emulated a lot of stuff he watched and heard his dad say. Um, whereas I, I don't remember seeing Sean around the track much. Of course, Andy uh, pretty much uh, lives there and works there. Uh, but the impact that, that parents can have. I mean, you, you, you started young. Uh, I'm sure you saw a lot of you know things with uh, involvement from parents. Yeah, uh, I guess relatively speaking, I started late for kids. I started at eight years old. And as you said, you were already interviewing some eight-year-olds, so right. that that was um, kind of odd for me because even though it was brand new to me and I was learning, uh, all the other kids were kind of veterans. So I, I felt behind the eight ball for a lot of years in go karts, and, and that was difficult for me. But we were talking off air there during that uh, about how interesting it is um, about when you see kids at the racetrack. It you know. Right. A lot of the parents, they take it super, super serious, but I think some parents sometimes forget that kids just want to be kids sometimes, you know? It's fun to them, and the whole idea is hopefully you could keep it that way. You want to keep it uh, as a fun thing for kids, because at the end of the day, that's why everybody does this. Right. Uh, You never want to make a kid feel like they have to go to the racetrack, because that's just not going to work out. Right. I mean, if you look at any quarter midget or go-kart track in the nation... When they're not out there racing, they're over there grabbing lizards like Dustin, yeah. or playing liars poker like the Irwin boys, or yeah. you know, just just having fun. It, it's just it's supposed to be fun, so it's cool to see the quarter midgets doing so well right now. Yeah, absolutely. And so if you're thinking about you know wanting to see what racing's about and get started, uh, yeah, the um, uh, the quarter midgets is definitely a place, and um, and the Roadrunner quarter midget group here uh, they have a super nice track. I mean, they keep track of. I mean, it's on the facility at Sandia Speedway, but uh, but they maintain the track and and it is it's great. It does feel like like little league, yeah. Um, for uh for quarter matches for for small, uh, I mean, almost go kart size, you know, type of uh, vehicles. Only you know, much more uh, technical than uh, like than, the well, quarter size of a midget. Well, it, I guess that's why they're called quarter <laughs> midgets, right? So so thanks for the uh, the obvious <laughs> statement there. So having said that, uh, we're also going to catch up with uh, Paul Fields here on the other side. Um, there's a big junior dragster race, so talking about young people yeah, more getting kids. involved. Uh, more kids. So uh, uh, on the other side, we're going to get Paul on. We're going to talk a little bit about a big event they've got going on. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team. Hey, Albuquerque, this is Bubba Wallace. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team with David Swope, the fastest radio host in the West. 
The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here's David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. And as we talked earlier in the Unser Racing Museum um, event calendar, Albuquerque Dragway's got the Memorial Day Mayhem um, featuring the rods with a full bracket race, which means they're going to have um, junior dragsters out there um, as well. And uh, right now, uh, you know, you have a points tie uh, between Mason Tuck and Nicole Dixon um, at 11.75 with uh, Juan Moreno Jr. at 9.25. So you definitely want to go out and check it. 24 cars um, have uh, made at least one pass uh, out at ABQ Dragway. Hey, but joining us right now is Paul Fields. Hey, man, how are you? What's going on, Davis? Hey, what, what are you up to this weekend? I heard there's a there's a, a nice purse for the junior dragsters out there. Yes, sir. We are actually in Hobbs, New Mexico, this weekend. Awesome. We opted We opted out of uh, doing the Memorial Day Mayhem race this weekend. Uh, just on a whim, uh, John Myers uh, from Roswell called me and said they were putting on a uh, a little junior race out here in Hobbs, and you know the purse steadily grew over the last couple months. Uh, right now, it's currently over forty five hundred dollars. Uh, and that's guaranteed. So first and second and third are all going to walk away with a pretty big chunk of change in their pockets. So we uh, were in Odessa last weekend and decided uh, that we just dropped the trailer off in Hobbs and, and raced in Hobbs this weekend. So we're out here uh, at the out the out of school bracket bash uh, racing out here in Hobbs. Hey, that's a that's a neat uh, a neat campaign. Uh, kind of get everybody excited. I mean, you know, the Memorial Day is the official start. Um, of summer, but uh, how many how many junior dragsters um, are out there? Uh, last night, I didn't really get an accurate car count, but there's supposed to be somewhere around 50 cars on the property today. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. So, uh, most of them will be in the six- to nine-year-old class. Uh, well, at least that's what I've been told. I guess we'll kind of sort of see what happens. Uh, the track doesn't open until two, so we're kind of just, uh, you know, putting around hobs and hanging out. We're going to go swimming, and uh, then we'll go out to the track and get everything ready um but uh yeah we'll see we did a little testing last night there was quite a few juniors out there I'd probably say there was between 15 and 20 uh so we're expecting a lot more today but um you know so talk a little just, yeah go, go ahead i was gonna say talk a little bit about uh the junior dragster program um because there's i mean there's several different types uh of juniors uh th- that are covered by this division right uh so you know like i said they have uh, four or five different age ranges. Uh, you can start as early as five years old, uh, but if you start at five years old, you have to run by yourself. You can't run against other kids. And then as you progress in your age, getting older and older and older, the faster you can go and the more um, uh, better ETs you can get. And so, you know, kids that start out at five usually run, you know, 1490s, 1590s. You know, they're, they're relatively slow cars. Um, and then once, like I said, they get older, then they start going faster. And, uh, the 10 to 7 or the, uh, 13 to 17 year old kids can run 790s at, uh, uh, around 80 miles an hour. Um, if you're in the IHRA or you go to an outlaw track or something like that, you'll see cars that are quite a bit faster. A good friend of mine, Ryan Sam, who lives in Oklahoma, uh, put something, put his kid in a uh, car together and he went out there, went 701. It was an outlaw track. We went <laughs> 701 at 99 miles an hour. So. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I'm I'm just curious. I mean, how, 
how do most kids get involved? I mean, are they do they see it on TV? They have a friend doing it. I mean, it's uh, it sounds to me like drag racing. Uh, it, it was kind of more uh, in the family blood uh, than yeah. any other form of racing. Definitely, that's how my son got into it. You know, he was he's been going out to the drag strip since he was just a little a little kid. I've been going to the drag strip since. I was in my mom's belly. She was <laughs> computer at Albuquerque Dragway when I was still inside of her belly. Wow. Um, you know, so like you said, it's definitely a, uh, a family growing sport. I mean, granted, you know, some kids, you know, probably watch Street Outlaws or, you know, the fastest in America or maybe see Bill Crip King on the, on the TV or something. And that's where a lot of them, uh, probably say, Hey man, that looks like a lot of fun. I want to do that. But at the same time, you know, kids who don't know anything about drag racing are just going to jump on, you know, the interwebs or something like that. And say, Oh, look, here's a drag car. You yeah, know what I mean? So absolutely. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely a family, family, uh, oriented sport. Now, you know, like I said, but most, most kids who start out as juniors, you know, their parents did it, their grandparents did it, uh, aunts and uncles did it, stuff like that. I do, I do think though, uh, if, if a kid saw one, you know, I, I think that that would be all, it'd be like, wow, you know, like, because when you think about a, a race car, most people, when they, they, they say, hey, what do you think a race car looks like? Most of them will draw an Indy car, you know, will draw something with an open wheel, you know, but I do think that some of those junior directors are so cool looking that I, yeah, well, I could definitely see that. I've seen some kids, you know, walk up to a junior and never seen that before, and they're like, "Man, that is the weirdest looking car I've ever seen. It looks <laughs> cool, but you know, it's, you know, what do you guys do with it? Does it go in a circle? You know, is it you go around like a you know a curvy road or something like that? You know, no, it just goes straight down the road, straight down the road. Right, I, and also I, the I, I think the discipline and education. Um, of learning to be successful at drag racing, and and not to I'm looking at Spencer, and not to throw circle track guys you know under the bus, but but think about the discipline of you know the uh, the light you know I mean the reaction time, the consistency right. of the ET. I mean you know I mean all you got to do Spencer is go out and go you know balls to the wall, right? I mean well, so here's a, here's a little bit different on drag racing. We'll tell you that 99.9% of any bracket race you'll ever participate in is won or lost on the starting line. That's just the way it is. So lights definitely play into in every aspect of bracket racing, not necessarily heads up or something like that, but take my daughter, for example. She, uh, you know, we, we talked on the, uh, on the radio before about her wrecking her first two cars. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she's very rapidly started to get better and better and better and better. And that's the point now we went to funny car chaos last weekend in, uh, Odessa and she went all the way to the final five cars. And just, I mean, ran through that field like she'd been doing it for years. Wow. So, so on this show, we talk a lot about, um, I racing. Um, is there something similar for working on reaction time? I mean, they have apps like that. They have an app that you can download on your phone. It's the Jake's app. Uh, but you know, in my experience, my kids will tell you the same thing. It's not the same. It's it, it's it's just different. The only way that you can really get an advantage on the tree is by getting you know a portal tree or something like that. Portal trees are kind of expensive, so you know, in a pinch, yeah, the Jake's app will work, or they have a game called Door Slammers that uh, um, that you can play on the phone. And then uh, they also have uh, another game called No Limits that you can also play on the phone. But like I said, unless you're actually in the car on the starting line, you know, there's really no way to uh, practice that type of situation or that type of scenario. Um, 
So, you know, like I said, I don't think they have, I don't even think they have a iRacing drag racing version. I know they have it for like IndyCar or NASCAR and stuff like that, but they don't, uh, they don't have anything for drag racing. Dude, sounds like something we need to do on the side. Right. So. Well, and <laughs> they're, they're, they're coming out with a new game for, uh, PlayStation and Xbox. It's the new version of the NHRA drag racing game. So, um, you know, that's definitely highly anticipated. Me being a gamer, I can't wait for that one to come out. That's fantastic. So, how would we be able to, to follow you down at Hobbs this weekend? Uh, so, you know, Paul Fields on Facebook, um, uh, I'll definitely be going live as much as I can. You can also check out the Hobbs Airfield, uh, Facebook page. They will probably go live. Um, and then, you know, the Warlord Racing page, which is where we pretty much do all of our, uh, social media stuff as far as the racing team is concerned. Cause, you know, we got Paul Vineyard with the big car, all of the juniors that we have on our team, um, which is, the three juniors, and then I have my race car. Um, so definitely the Warlord Racing page uh, you can check out. Um, and then on a side note, you know, for everybody that follows us, Jasmine Hatley and her mom are moving to Georgia. Mm. So uh, we really want to make sure everybody knows how much we appreciate Jasmine driving for us for the last two years. We're definitely going to miss her. And, uh, you know, I, we wish her luck on her new endeavors. Absolutely. Hey, thanks so much for coming on this morning, and, and thank you so much for always uh, keeping me updated on uh, on what's going on with the Junior Dragsters. And good luck, good luck this weekend. Thanks a lot, David. All right, we got a whole lot more coming up. We we still got some more uh, Unser Racing Museum event calendar to do, uh, and of course we got to talk a little bit about uh, some Memorial Day memories. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio one hundred one seven. The team. Hola, vamos a Este es Tony Canal, el piloto del carro número 14 para ABC Supply, AJ Foyt Racing. Está escuchando el New Mexico Motorsports Report con David Soap de la ESPN Radio 1017 de Team. Hi, this is Al Elson, four-time winner of the Indy 500. You've been listening to David Soap of the New Mexico Motorsport Report ESPN Radio 1017, the team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Your Work Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here's David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. And uh, uh, got some car shows going on today. Uh, a, uh, a Secret City car show in Overland Park in White Rock uh, going on. So that's a quick drive up uh, by Los Alamos. Uh, going on today, the Land of Enchantment GTO Club. It's their 12th uh, annual benefiting the uh, Albuquerque Christian Children's Home. Definitely go check that out. Um, at the Raymond Sanchez Community Center, 9800 4th Street Northwest. Which the cool thing about you know down on 4th Street is you can... Uh, you can cruise right there through uh, Los Ranchos to check it out. Uh, Rock and Rob is going to be uh, spinning the tunes. There's a 50-50 raffle. Uh, also going on this weekend, you got the MCA Regional Car Show uh, at the uh, Marriott Pyramid Hotel here in Albuquerque. Uh, open to Fords and Mustangs. Um, and uh, the year's 1965 to 2022 models. So that's more of a, a contemporary car show. Yeah, It's awesome to see there. Uh, also, May 29th, 30th, uh, the Bear Automotive Memorial Day Grand Opening. So all kinds of things 
um, involved in that one in Farmington. Uh, the FCOCC car show, just for fun, also in Farmington. Uh, but we do got some racing going on. Votto uh, has got a two-day show uh, going on. Uh, surprised you're not down there for that one, but I, I noticed it's because they're all wings. Yeah, uh, <laughs> if you noticed, my car does have some wing tabs, but we do not have any wings over there at SCH Motorsports. But that's all right. All the boys going to get it done down there with the Power Eye 360 Wing Sprint Car, the Desert Series down there. A uh, lot of cool stuff. I know that Gary Gwynn kind of took that over from Chad Tensky on the off season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done a lot of cool stuff, including they just purchased a merchandise trailer. Really cool opportunity for all the drivers to be able to sell their merch uh, through the series. I highly recommend uh, any series to help their drivers out in some form or fashion uh, to do something similar to that. Uh, you, you don't even understand how much... Just a couple T-shirts helps gets down the road, yeah. especially as all these prices continue to rise. Absolutely. Uh, Alien Speedway uh, also got racing going on, as well as Uranium uh, back on the schedule with the two-day show. Yes, absolutely. Uh, over at Alien, we have the USRA Modifieds, USRA Stock Cars, Hobby Stocks, the Alien Motor Speedway Bombers. And the Deans Cubby Junior Cyclones. How about that name? I, yeah, I love I love that. Uh, so it's always cool to see somebody get involved in any way. Uh, also, uh, looks like uh, Moriarty MX has got mud bogs. There we go, mud bogs. Got Dude, mud, mud bogs. I, you can't not go to a mud bog event. Well, exactly. Right? I, I mean, that, that's you gotta love that. Uh, Six p.m. Of course, up at Sandia Motocross up in Moriarty. Uh, and we have the Lucky 13 Race Series. So, got to love that, man. Mud bogs. Yeah. That, that's just fun. Yeah. I mean, speaking of fun, um, Sunday, um, you know, is is such a fun day for a motorsports person. Starts off with the Monaco Grand Prix, which we were just talking a little bit about how much it co- must cost to go there. Um, you can get to some of the grandstands by boat. I mean, because there's like yachts and all kinds, and of not stuff. like Miami's boats, right? These, <laughs> yeah. these ones are in water. That that was actually kind of uh, Disney esque. I thought it was like you could rent a boat that's like docked on the concrete. Yeah, that very interesting concept. Not sure how the ticket sales went on that, but uh, <laughs> I thought they were at least going to have it like a pond or nope. It was just literally just painted water right, right. there on the concrete. So uh, I guess if you got the money, spend it, baby. I guess I guess so, and then of course uh, Indy 500, and we had uh, Tony Canon on the out um, in Spanish. Uh, Tony Canon with uh, top time, uh, you know some of the top times during uh, Carb Day as we get ready. I don't know. Did you did you see the uh, uh, Colton Herta? That's what I was um, just going to oh bring up, gosh. man. Oh, scary incident for Colton wow. Herta. Uh, immediately comes over the radio, just screaming, "Get me out of this car!" Uh, definitely the claustrophobic feeling. Yeah. Uh, now you're thankful, and and one scenario for that new windscreen that they have and the yeah. arrow protector but uh when you're upside down definitely a lot more trapped than before uh scary incident there for colton herta uh thankfully i don't know a better safety crew than indy cars uh team maybe the only one that can even get come close is the nhra safari I, team but i agree it, I, very very well trained uh great group there did did you see the uh the 20 mini sprint go in end over end I did. I got a good look at it. In wow. fact, I was so busy looking at it that I was off the throttle already getting on the brake, and I saw it before the flag man did. Wow. So I, I was kind of worried in the midst of all that, uh, of, of course, that's Brittany Flowers in the number 20. 
uh, of her flipping through the air that I, I thought I was going to get hit from behind because mm-hmm. people weren't going to pay attention to what was going on. But very scary incident. I know that they're going to take this weekend off to uh, go down there with the Power Eyes series down in Vado, and they're going to take, I think, three weeks off, they said, anyways, to get the car turned back around. Yeah. But uh, from what I understand, Brittany Flowers doing okay. Good. Uh, a little banged up there. Definitely some bumps and bruises, but going to be okay. And hopefully they get that car turned back around. Well, and the evening's going to end um, and uh, with the uh, the Coke 600. You know what also is going to end? All the talk last week about the All-Star Race. I, I mean, I, I, got, I got really tired of it, you know, because one... Anyway, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Let's 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 talk about the race. I mean, uh, going to Charlotte, uh, Kate, Ross Chastain winning last night um, in a, in a truck race. Which uh, I, I mean, trucks uh, that's crazy. I mean, those guys uh, getting it done. And, and what did Kyle Busch say? Uh, a bunch of rich kids with money, um, and so they have no respect. You know, they just drive through everybody. And you know, we saw a little bit of that show through last night. At, at love the truck series. And they put on one heck of a show. Two overtime battles last night over at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Of course, we saw Carson Hosevar so close to getting his first yep. victory last night. Unfortunately, Caution comes out uh, with just a few laps to go. Sets up the first overtime finish. He gets a huge push from teammate Ross Chastain down the back stretch. It goes into turns three and slides up into the number 17 Ford of Ryan Priest. Priest not happy after the checkered flag flew, very vocal about telling the camera and MRN radio, kids, if you're watching this right now, you want to make it to this level, do not do what Carson Hosfar just did. Very upset with the driver. When asked if he was going to go talk to him, he told MRN radio, F no. So <laughs> that tells you a little bit about how fired up Ryan Priest was. And on the other side of that, Carson Hosfar very upset, uh, took blame for the incident but very, very upset, visibly crying after the race, and just very emotional after being so close to his first victory. But how about Ross Chastain? Watermelon man smashing it down in victory lane once again. That's such a great story. I I mean, you know, to see, uh, I mean, how would we describe at the end of this season? Right now, uh, halfway through the season to this point, uh, we got to talk about parity. We got to talk about, um, you know, the the next-gen car. We got to, you know, there's so much... Things going on. Um, what do we? What can we look for in this race? I mean, 600, 600 you know, miles long. That's a that's a long. I mean, they're going to start in the day. They're going to finish in the night. Uh, I mean, I think a crew chief's really going to come in on this. They got enough data now um, on that the new car that I think we're going to see something. Are we going to see a, a a past winner walk away with this? You know what? I I don't really know exactly what to expect, but you have to go back to history. History always repeats itself. Very long race, longest one of the year, well known for that. Over a four-hour race length here that we're looking at on Sunday evening. 600 miles, of course, and broken up into four stages, the only race of the year that has four stages in it. So I would expect a lot of long green flag runs, uh, possibly in the middle, a lot of guys just saving their stuff. And you have to be really, really good about just breathing keeping yourself under control, and being there for the end. So I would expect a lot of the veterans to do quite well in this one. Uh, we have practice and qualifying coming up in just a little bit, as well as the Xfinity Series race where a lot of the drivers are doing double duty. So uh, it's going to be an exciting one. If I had to pick a favorite, like I said, I'd go back to the veterans. I'm looking at a Kurt Busch. I'm looking at a Kevin Harvick, uh, possibly a Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, a lot of drivers like that. 
They know how to get the job done. They know what they need to do. So keep your eye on those drivers as we roll into it tomorrow evening. Well, you know, name name I want to throw out, you you mentioned, was uh, Martin Truex. Uh, You know, Martin Truex, you know, won won that race a couple of years ago. I mean, almost led every lap. Uh, It was a little bit, a little boring, but uh, we got that. And, of course, you know, what's your thoughts on, I mean, Jimmy Johnson? I mean, qualifying eighth. Getting into the, you know, he was six going into the final 12. Uh, I mean, one might see what the Ironman can do. I would expect him to do quite well. I, I think this is right up his wheelhouse. He's had success there in the cup car before. Uh, we see his, his car control, for one, very amazing. I saw him very loose uh, in his qualifying run. But that's going to be one I'm going to watch, too. Well, exciting. And, of course, I lo- always love to talk about uh, who's going to pull the next double. You know, Kyle Larson is uh, is the one I'm excited to see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Jimmy Johnson could could come back and do a, a one off. That would be that'd be quite amazing. But uh, hey, tune in next Saturday. We'll talk about everything we saw Memorial Day uh, once again. Uh, re- remember the veterans that have uh, uh, given the ultimate sacrifice so that we can eat some barbecue and watch some racing. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. Thank you for listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Your Wood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate, here on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Join us daily at nmmotorsportsreport.com and become part of the community. Tune in next week, where your host David Swope will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it.